Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back after the 85th break. <laughs> this is Jay Foreman, Nate, Nate, Nate O'Brennan. Holding it down. Holding it down, oh, Mr. Yeah. Stay on task. Dion Pryor. This is my man, Dion. And he spells it D-I-O-N, not D-E-I-O-N, like primetime. He says, every week we get filled with hope and Kool-Aid, only to get our hearts ripped out, which makes losing that much worse because people keep feeding, feeding you lies. I ain't lying to you, Dion. No can do, my brother. We just doo-doo down our leg two weeks in a row. We need some huggies. You know what I mean, Nate? So now we got to pull up our huggies and we got to start performing. So everybody's got to play better, man. Yeah. I mean, you got to look at our, our passing game. We've only we only had eleven receptions for one hundred eighty-eight yards. Baby Gronk one for fifty-six. Alante Brown, I think, stepped up two for forty-seven. Brewington big had a big Brewington play too, two for yeah. forty-five. Essentially, had one for 45. The other one was for zero. Anthony Grant had 27 yards between Marcus Washington, Trey Palmer, Ramir, and Brody Belt. There was two catches for nine yards. We got to do better. All right? So, you know, at the end of the day, we got to do better, play better defense, get a, get get some special teams going. Uh, we need to get some returns, and, and uh, we need to do a better job blocking as well up front on kickoff returns. And so you just – I know that a lot of times now they can kick it out of the end zone, but, you know, you got to block every time as if he's going to take it out because you never know if you get a young knucklehead back there that thinks he's Dion that's going to take it from three yards deep. It will happen. Just don't be that guy like, oh, I thought you were down in it. No, block until you got to – until you hear the, the whistle and let's, let's bring a return. So, um, look, Minnesota's a desperate team. I know they won their last game, but, you know, they're going to come down here to try to prove a point, keep, keep their momentum going on. we got to get our momentum back right now. Um you know, um, you know, Mickey's two and two in, in his season, you know, and so he's trying to, you know, win some games and, 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 uh, you know, it's a, it's a hard, unique situation, which, you know, the commendable thing, you know, everybody knows it's not fair. It's not ideal, but he's getting the job done. And so, um, not everything was going to be easy and peaches of cream, you know, when you come out of the bye, we can go two and oh, so now you got to really, you know, rally and get your, get your mind right and get, a, get your head wrapped around on, uh, you know, playing your best game against Minnesota. It's going to be a tough opponent. You know the known characters. It seemed like they've been there forever. Um, you got Big Mo coming in here, the running back. That's going to, you know, be a steady Eddie, and he's going to get his yards, but you don't want it to be explosive where where he's running through you guys, and, and next thing you know, he has 75 yards rushing, you know, 45 to 50 yards, yards after contact. So we got to gang tackle this dude again. Um, we got to make them into a passing team. We got to play better up, up front on the D line, and when we get home, we got to make we we got to make the sacks. And so, and then we want to come out on defense and set the tempo and be competitive. They talk about their defense. Let's play good defense at home, 
and let's give our offense more chances and then not to, you know, you know, get get it going and be productive. So I think once Chubba settles in or Logan settles in, everything will be fine after that. So, you know, you, you can't focus on what Chubba didn't do last week. We got to focus on what he has to do this week. And that's that's not, you know, feeding you Kool-Aid, you know, it's not, you know, glossing over the obvious. You know, nobody's going to sit up there and say, you know, Chubba played his, you know, his best game, but also I'm not going to sit there and say it was an ideal situation for him either. So everybody needs to play better and everybody needs to give a little bit more. Um, and then if Casey's out there, you need to still play better. It doesn't matter. If Casey plays, say Casey's playing, right? Nothing's changed. You need to do more and protect him, right? And so, uh, you know, obviously if he plays, he's not going to, you know, obviously going to be 100% healthy. So, Again, it's a, a tremendous opportunity, tremendous opportunity lost, but still you can uh, – everything you want to do is, is there. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a mindset thing. And, uh, you know, you're really going to see where, where guys stand and, and, and how they go about their daily business. So this isn't a time to start looking three weeks down the road and thinking, you know, where you're going for Christmas break. You know what I'm saying? It really isn't. This ain't a time to think like, oh, man, I should, I don't, I, I'm just not going to work that hard. You know, they didn't give me a spot. I'm going to think about going to transfer. Ain't nobody going to want you in the transfer portal, man. <laughs> Straight up. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, you you can call, you know, your Uncle Rollo or somebody back home. <laughs> and, and, and you know, you know, big man Jimmy down there at the barbershop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or, or like in my case, in my barbershop, Uncle Eddie, man. I used to love Uncle, Uncle Eddie. Eddie. There hey, you go. Hey, Uncle Eddie, man. I used to love Uncle Eddie, man, until, they, you know, his brother was running numbers out of there. They, they blew up Eddie's spot. You know, they could tell you all that stuff. But in reality, if you don't have good tape and you ain't like really coming from a winning team and they really don't need you, man, you'll be in that vortex right here, man. Your best spot is right here. You got opportunity right here. You got support right here. You got the the chance of a lifetime right here. Don't 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 try to look at something else and think is everything's like Nebraska. It's not. And you know, one of the things I think I saw a quote from Mickey is like people know like once you know this thing wakes up and you start to get everything in a ducks in a row it's going to be on and popping, you know, and I think, you know, you could see it, you've seen glimpses, obviously, you know, the team looks better, they're playing better, but you know, there's some, you know, we got to, it takes it, you know, as much as I'll say it takes time, but then it doesn't take time. But I think when you, when you spend a ton of time of not pushing people to the max, I think it's, it's hard for people to get going that way. And then, but I think that these kids are doing a good job um are doing that and, and uh rm husker what is that i don't know who that is hmm. he says minnesota has won two big 10 games michigan state 95th offense and Rutgers 114th offense when an offense is ranked better than 95th they have been beat that is correct man thank you so i'm not so i'm not sitting up here and feeding you kool-aid because like you know my kool-aid has extra sugar in it so i'm like so doing it mine yeah so i'm not giving you kool-aid it's reality like Minnesota's a good team. They'll be well coached. Minnesota is a good team. And they, you know how it well is, coached. right? They're going to be well coached. But that doesn't mean they can't be beat. You know, and I think sometimes fans can, like, talk themselves into, like, and, and maybe the players are like this, talk themselves into, it's like negative talk. Oh, here comes a good team, so we need to lose. Man, man, listen, that's over. Like, them days is over. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would say, when, when are you guys going to get tired of losing the dudes and then, you know, getting in the locker room like, man, we could have beat those dudes. Or they weren't that good. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you can, like, pump yourself up to think that the, somebody's so good and you get out there and you almost get let down. And so, uh, you know, I think that if they get back to work and get their minds right, you know, get you know get healthy or whatever and uh, step out in that practice field with something to prove, they'll be just fine come next uh, 
or come Saturday at 11 o'clock. Is that what the game's at 11? So there'll be more than just I'm not a big fan of the early games. Why? Let let me hear this. No, no. Here's where we go. Yeah, go ahead. You said it. So let me hear why you (laughs) – let me hear the ideal game for Nate Brennan. When it, tell me first of all, tell me why you don't eleven like eleven o'clock, and then tell me when the ideal game time is for you. Well, I think eleven's too early. Well, you, you don't want to start drinking at seven in the morning, is it? You can, but it's not ideal. Why not? But I mean, it's just it's just tough. I don't Eggs know. and vodka doesn't fit in your in your diet. No, I mean I I can, and that's probably what I will do. Yeah, it's just not ideal. I think the two thirty games are the best because mm-hmm. it gives you time to drink a little bit, get some lunch, but then the night games you start drinking early and then you just kind of lose your energy. <laughs> yeah, you kind of. So you do it too. It. So you don't know how to control yourself. No, I can. I mean, we've yeah. had night games and you saw me. I was fine. I'm just saying it, neither of those are ideal situations. Two thirty is perfect. Right. Gives you time to tailgate. You don't get too wasted. Perfect. Right. And then what do you do after the game? Do you do you go for round two? Or well, no. Just... See, that's why that's why it's perfect because you can decide how you're feeling. Right. If you're still feeling up to it, you can go get dinner, get some more drinks, or if you want to go home and then watch the rest of the football at your house, you can go do that. So too. your whole thing perfect. is just based around when you can start drinking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, I got it. I got, I'm seeing. I'm feeling. You know. Okay, yeah. I understand. It's not nothing to do with when when you play and the opportunity yeah. and all. No, that. it's it's the perfect situation for me because I can just get drunk and then just talk about the guys that play right. on the field. I don't actually have to do it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, best case scenario for people like me. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think anytime you get a chance to play, it's it's the best time. I'm sure. Some what did you? Then. What time did you like playing then? On a more serious perspective, we don't have to talk about my drinking mm. habits. We can um, talk about what's the best time to play football. Well, we didn't have a lot of night games, so I felt like those were special, you know, because um, you know it'd be it night like games are cool. Yeah, I like night games. Um. For us, you know, to be honest with you, I never really understood understood the the talk of game time. Because <laughs> if I knew the game was eleven, I'm gonna be ready at eleven. Mm-hmm. If I knew the game was at two thirty, three, then I'm gonna be ready. Like there's a game. Like uh, either you know, I didn't care about what time. I just need to know what time it what time it is, and I'll be there and I'll be ready to go. I can you can count on me. So I never really cared. You know, sometimes I, I would say this. You know, if we had a two thirty game, you know, I think it was a little bit advantageous to where you can kind of watch a first a half you know especially in the pros if we played like afternoon game you can watch maybe like a half of football and kind of maybe see something conceptually wise that maybe you're preparing for and another team played maybe see somebody make a mistake that you want to make sure you know you, know, you might see something like all right I got to make sure that and this you know this is just something to get your brain going but I never really worried about it you know when it, when you know what time the game was maybe we were just kind of programmed like that we it was on and popping every time we played, and I'm, I mean, I, but I, I know, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, these kids worry about. But again, I think if you just focus on the, you know, find out what the game is. I gotta get up at six. I gotta be ready to go at one. I got, or whatever. Then I'll be ready to go. You know, now as far as like all the other stuff, you know, as a, from a fan perspective, if you got to go downtown, it's a little bit of catch twenty two because. The later the game, I think people go down and park their cars and then they go back home, so there's no parking. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the early games, you actually want to be down there super early because people probably aren't up and going, right, right. so you can find some parking. 2.30 is just horrible because people have enough time to do both that I mentioned before. Exactly. It's so, like perfect. Yeah, yeah it's no, 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 no different. But you know, I think the good thing about Nebraska, it doesn't really matter what time the game is, you always have a ton of support. So. 
Um, Ain't that the truth? Right. Yeah. So, you know, I think we'll put a, um, you know, a pin on the Illinois game and focus exclusively on Minnesota. Um, in short, you know, really when you look at Minnesota, you know, it's no different than, than you played last week. Um, I'd, I'd probably say Illinois defense is a little bit better, you know, overall. Um, and you know what's funny about Illinois? People talk about development, right? And you, like, out of all these texts that we have here, seventy percent of them are development. Why aren't we this? Well, all Illinois defensive players are the four top defensive players. Actually, four of their top five defensive players. The corner that's going to go really high, and then you have the forward kind of D lineman, outside linebackers, right? Nick was saying earlier that cornerback had no stars. Yeah, coming into school, right? He was unranked, right? It was probably, you know what it was, maybe oh, like he's, he's not the prototypical corner or he's from a small town and then you get overlooked. That's not, it happens all the time. A lot of, and the funny thing I've learned about stars, it doesn't have anything to do with a lot of times with your, with your film. They get their stars basically, you know, run around in underwear in 707. camps and stuff. Yeah, and, and so, but back to my point, four of their main NFL players, or actually five if you think it's the safety Brown and do six, the other Brown, they're all Lovey Smith guys. Really? Yeah. They're all Lovey Smith guys. So now you now you're like, okay, well, now we'll eventually see where Brett Bielema is at. Now now granted he's had a long history of doing it, but you know, look, it's it he's Lovey Smith did a lot more positive there than than negative. And you gotta think when he started coaching there, they were like all freshmen playing. Now you're seeing the you know, fruition of some players and, and stuff like that. So um, like Jory says right here, he says uh DiCaprio Boodle was a two star and played for the Chiefs the other day. Rating system is a bit flawed. Some, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Sandman, he says he likes 11 or 230 games so I can catch Jay in the ticket. Hey, yeah. shout out to you, Sandman. Yeah, I hear you, Sandman. Um, oh, wait. <laughs> Sandman, you cold-blooded, man. I just read your previous text. And he's like, what? I just tuned in based on the recent video circulate. I have no idea. And I agree it's unacceptable. I have no idea. Disingenuous, disingenuous he says... My biggest concern having Chubba be the quarterback is that I don't feel like we have an offense coordinator that knows how to call up RPO. I don't believe that because Whipple kind of had his eye on Chubba even when he was at Pittsburgh, correct? So he definitely knows this. He knows his skill set better than anybody on the staff. Kenny Pickett ran the RPO. Right. So I, right, right. So I think he, I, I actually disagree with you there because I think he knew uh, he was a big part of Chubba coming here, I think. You know, so he's a big part of Kenny Pickett getting drafted in the first round. Well, for, yeah, for sure. Kenny and Pickett really was not that good. The year before, he was so so. I mean, he also was playing at Pittsburgh at like twenty six or however old he is. I mean, he was there forever. But yeah. I mean, like, but the jump that he made, oh, him, yeah. him and Whipple, and obviously the receiver, they got on the on the right on the same page, and it started clicking. And it was at times unstoppable. Yeah. So you got to give him credit. And so I think he knows Chuba better than anybody else. And I expect a good performance out of Chuba and a, and a game plan as well. And so we'll see what happens. And then let's see what Gene and Lincoln says. Gene, mean Gene. Let's see what you say. Uh, talk about Whipple's play calling. Feel like maybe his scheme sometimes, but doesn't it doesn't call a very good game at all. So you're saying Gene is saying he has a good scheme, but doesn't call a good game. I don't necessarily believe that because there's times where the there's a lot of things that were left out there on the field you know what i'm saying but i think i like that like i said on the play that chubba or not chubba got hurt but casey got hurt 
the adjustment that was needed was made. It just wasn't executed. Now, is that on the player or on the coach? I think it's probably on the players. That's just me, right? Know it inside out. Do a little bit more and then worry about yourself later. You know, if I'm wrong, the coaches know better. But I know when you check release, you check, check, check release, especially if you have leaky oil potential in your offensive line. Help them out because they help you out by blocking. So, um he said, which, here's a disingenuous one more. He said, which I understand and agree with. However, the proof is on the field. We are doing zero RPO. And when <laughs> Sheba had the <laughs> – Chuba had the opportunity to shine, never got the option. Did he really – I mean, like I, – I think Chuba was put in a position where he could have proven and shown something. He played an entire half of football. He could have definitely played better. I mean, my God. Again, I don't know if it's the exact number, but I believe it was 23 yards of offense well, the in the second line. half. They know how, how much was it spent? 402-464-5685. I, I want to say that Nebraska had 23 yards of total offense in the second half. Correct me if I'm wrong. What was it actually? Because, I again, it wasn't the most ideal situation like you said, Jay. I mean, that's a tough spot for anyone to be thrown into, but my God, like, that's just – brutal i mean that uh, I mean, dude come on yeah i understand i mean it's uh i just don't what confuses me the most isn't that chubba played poorly it's that once you started going down and saw that he just obviously didn't have it throw smothers out there like at that point it can't get any worse or at least i hope to god it can't i mean there was like yeah, the maybe pick that he made, threw yeah. there was no one within 20 yards of that guy Right. Like, he he literally threw it right to Illinois. And it's like, okay, it can't get much worse than that. Right. See what he can do. Yeah, but then I you don't, rip I, his confidence. I don't know. But then you gotta, you're got you playing a tricky game there. Do you, do you, you, you do it, you rip his confidence out, then he, then you know is then his confidence is gone for this week. You know, yeah, you Start might. Start Smothers. I mean, I, I see your point. I also see, you know, the point of having Smothers in. I see the point of letting him ride out. But at the end of the day – this is going to be the judgment day. I agree. This is it. This is the. This is it. This is your opportunity, and it, and you don't have to play like you got to win the game. You don't got to come out like Joe Montana, but you got to play quarterback. You know you what got, you, you need to you do. You got to lead. You know what you need to do, Jay. Do what Logan Smothers did against Iowa last year. Put him in a position to win. Did he play perfect? No. There were a couple times that he made some very questionable decisions, right. but he put Nebraska in a position to win. That's all you can ask of a backup quarterback, I feel like. Right. At least that's how I interpret it. Right. So, I mean, again, put you, you need to, to play the position of quarterback yeah. and you'll be fine. And I think the, I think whip on those guys to get them um, ready to play. And, you know, Chubba better be ready to play. That's all there is to it, man. I mean, I, there ain't no excuse. You can't get a come in the locker room and say you ain't have an opportunity. Yeah. You're right. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, right. you're yes. playing with the same line Casey played with. Yes. You got the same running back. You got the same plethora of receivers and tight ends and all you know and all that stuff. Same and, offensive coordinator. Same offensive coordinator that knows you and probably been waiting for you to kind of not waiting for you, but kind of you know, hey, look, he knows you better. He's going to put you in a situation to be successful. Do it. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're really, you know, to really to be honest with you, before we go to, to another break here. Um, I mean, you, I swear to God, man, this is like working at a government job. You break more than anybody. <laughs> but uh, I always say this, and I'll say this before we go into break, is in sports, I, I was told this, that you, 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 
you know, you'll get one opportunity, right, when you get here, right, which is generally in, you know, you either can make it with your first impression or when your time is kind of like afforded to you to make it, you know, you, you know, step forward to play. But sometimes you get two or three opportunities. Like when you get these opportunities, you got to plan for it as you get one and you got to make the most of it. And it doesn't mean that you have to be the superstar. What it means is you got to play the position correctly. You can play the position of quarterback and be successful and take advantage of your opportunity versus playing the quarterback position incorrectly and lose your opportunity and never get it again. Sometimes you're, you're prepared for it and you got to be prepared for it every single day. And that's the hardest thing about not starting or being a backup. But right now when Mickey comes in or becomes the head coach, you know, the, you, you know, everybody's spot was on deck. Right. And, you know, he's going to hold you accountable. So you got to be ready. So this is a tremendous opportunity for him. This is a tremendous opportunity for him, for for him, for selfish reasons and and not selfish in a bad way, but selfish that, you know, he's working hard and all that. And he wants to play well. But then you prove yourself to your teammates, prove, prove yourself to your coaches and you help your team win. Period. That's all you can do. But you got to take it. You got to go out there and play like you. If you want to play quarterback. okay. You can't be scared. You can be nervous because if you're because I always say nervous is because you care. Scared because you ain't prepared. It, and there's a, and there's it looks a like a little bit more of the latter. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Call, I, I'm trying to be nice here. You I'm, know what I'm saying? I'm, listen, trying to, I mean, I'm not trying to be rude. Like, this, all I'm saying is, is this. Here's this is what the way I'm, I here, interpret Here's what I'm saying. Come 11 o'clock Saturday, which we're already pretty much Tuesday. So the time is. Time is going. It's and, ticking. And time waits for no man. Come 11 o'clock. Trouble Purdy, you better be ready. Logan Smothers, you better be ready. No excuses. All I'm saying. That's is- all I'm saying. I don't care about last week. Okay? You have excuses for last week. There, It's a built-in excuse. You down 14. It is a built-in excuse. You, you down 14. Okay? You ain't played pretty much all season. You haven't played since high school. Okay. And you, okay. I mean, it's, it's legit. You ain't really right. played in right. high school. You right. ain't really had to prepare as a starter in high school. When you got here, you got hurt. You didn't get a full spring. Let's be honest. Then he kind of only played, what, like two or three practices before the spring game. That ain't even a game. You know, the spring game. That was just kind of just go out there and just play. It was Tilly Winks. Okay, so you ain't really played. <laughs> it wasn't a spring. It wasn't a Yo, game. Yo, you're right. No, it wasn't. So okay. It was two-hand touch. Okay, so you ain't played. And I don't know how much you – I think he played a couple games at Florida State, but just kind of like he started one or two and then maybe like mop-up duty. I don't okay? remember. So at the end of the day, you ain't played in a long time. But this is it. You've been here all year. Okay? Healthy. I'm assuming all season. They brought you in to compete. I don't. I'm talking about since the season started. I'm You're healthy. Saying. An opportunity. You know the playbook. This is your opportunity. So right now, I don't care about anything else. All I care about is you playing well. Period. This is your opportunity. It is. You're right. Because if Casey, because right. if Casey doesn't play, you probably gonna play the whole game. I mean, they put Logan Smothers in. He did okay. You gone. He gone. So that means they want you to play. Right. Okay. Let's just stop lying right here. They want right. you to play. Okay. So at the end of the day. If I'm on D, if I'm a captain on that team, you know what I'm saying? I say, look, dude, I want you to be nervous. I understand you're nervous. I'm nervous before every game. You get what I'm saying? Because I care, you care. That's my but you can't be scared. I can't you can't afford to be scared because you owe me and I owe you. So I'm not scared, neither can you. And these dudes better these are, these other dudes out here need you not to be scared as well. Because you if you, you don't get scared, you're not scared if you're prepared. You're nervous because you want to do well. Because you don't know what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, if you're prepared, you're not scared. 
You should first of all, when you play football, you should fear no man. <laughs> nobody. Respect everybody. Fear nobody. Now, was I thinking twice when I seen Larry Allen over there? He dig <laughs> hey, I'm thinking like, hey, I gotta find a way to get a, I, I gotta find a way to not square up on Larry Allen when he when he when he turns his shoulders up there so I don't end up on his highlight tape. I wasn't scared because if it came down to it, I'm gonna run into him. Now I might get blasted about the hole, but I'm gonna get right back up. We gotta do it again. So I think at the end of the day, you know, I want to make this is this is just come next week. This is when we'll really really get to peel back the onion on Ju- or on, on Chuba and, and Logan. This is it. Because that's the thing too is I want to make myself very clear. I'm rooting for the kid. I think he's going to be given a big opportunity to to prove himself. I'm just saying that. We're gonna have to improve from this past week. I'm but, not trying hey, to roast the kid. I'm not trying to roast you the guy. Must I'm just te- saying it's you must be better. texting in, and you must be wet blanket. Wet blanket said, "I respect Jay not wanting <laughs> to bang on college players." He's like, "I bleep, listen, listen, listen for insight, not to hear him not be nice." Okay, listen here, wet blanket. I, I'm telling you right now, Jay will be critical of players. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you when it's your opportunity. So this is his opportunity, and all the talk, right? All the stuff that was sold before the season. You're in competition. You know, Logan Smothers could be Joe Gans or whoever this dude's name is. That Joe Gans was Joe, nice. Joe Gans that came in for Sam Keller, and then he's threw for 300 and some yards against Colorado or whenever the game was when Nebraska was getting beat by 50 and he threw up some yards. That's what everybody was saying, right? From 7 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock at night. That's what people were saying. Casey ended up being the starter head and shoulders. Okay, now it's time to prove it. You're right. You're Period. right. You're right. So all the talking and all that, and that goes for anybody else. Stay off the internet, man. Because 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 getting on social media and doing all that stuff that ain't doing nothing. You end up on Mister Go Thirty. <laughs> they did. Exactly. Because yeah, because no, yeah, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> right. I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> Minnesota don't care who your quarterback is. They don't care if your feelings are hurt. They don't care if you're mad. So stop looking for excuses and go over and make your own make your own hate. It's right there for doing. You're not you're, play, right. you're not playing Alabama. Okay? You're playing a 500 Minnesota team. Right. They so you know, we can play the what if game. You you didn't you did, we didn't lose the Northwestern, you beat Georgia Southern. What's our record? We're, that we've already played eight, we'd be four and four, or whatever. Well, they're three and five now. Okay, so we'd be five and what three? Yeah. So you playing a like opponent? Go play. Speaking of which, Northwestern's win is still only Nebraska. I got hurt. I, well, listen here, man. You never get on a plane knowing you ain't do everything you should have to win the game. But I still find it hard, though. I know we gotta go to break. I know we gotta take a break. <laughs> I know, hey, I, know man, I know. I'm tired of this, man. You, you, pretty soon, I'm going to do like Jim Moore, right? Too many breaks ain't Tilly Poo. We ain't going to break on time. We ain't do all this on time. We ain't talk about the sponsors. Then he just say, bump it. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Jay Forever, Nate over Nate, Nate Breder. We're going to break again. Old school. We'll be back in, who knows, eight minutes. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.